This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. How are you doing today, Joel? I'm doing fine. It's going to be 102 today. And the window is just uh, hands length away from me, five feet high, 10 feet wide. And it's warm. (laughs) It's very warm. So if I can do this without literally melting. um, Success. (laughs) Where are you located? Is is it Arizona, San Antonio? You know, it seems like we should be. We're in Boise, Idaho. So it's high desert. Um, and July, this is just what it does. We have about eight to 12 days in a row where we hit a hundred plus. Oh man. I'm in Los Angeles. It it literally doesn't exist. No matter what we complain about here, it doesn't matter (laughs) anywhere else yet. Right. Uh, We're a desert, but no, we're not dealing with that. We've got cool winds. Uh, we, we've got other problems, but uh, oh, it's on, good though. to have. <laughs> yeah, no, I I really should get out more. Um, I am glad to have you on here, though. And and part of a tradition that we have here is inviting people to this question, and that is, if you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think I would have to say no, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, People in service kinds of industries, but not uh, not really entrepreneurial. So I'm kind of the odd the odd family member, the one that at reunions people tend to like. Just let me be over here, and they do their thing. <laughs> so, so what do you do? Oh, well, <laughs> you see, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know what you mean by that. Um, so then. What was your first experience with uh, sort of committing to the idea of like, I'm going to do this. And I know it's different from what everybody else is doing that knows me. Yeah. Well, as as you can tell, I've been around for a while, which means I've been around long enough to actually have had one of those things called a paper route. So as a, (laughs) as a pretty young guy, I had a paper route. That was my first entrepreneurial experience. And I don't know if it even lasted two weeks, but, but I, I gave it a go. And uh, and then much later in life, I decided, you know what? I'm kind of tired of working for the man. Um, maybe I can just kind of bust out and do something. Nice. Yeah, no, that's a valid. So you essentially had the paper route, grew up, tried to do the thing that most people do, and then said, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And then decided to break away. And what was it that broke you away? What what experience, decision, yeah. opportunity? It, it really was um, the genesis for my breaking kind of out of the pathway that my family um, tends to be in, which, which is a fine pathway. Uh, but because I'd been in it for a while, my family, my wife and my uh, daughter, I think was about a year and a half old, uh, we were just so financially compressed 
and have been for such a long time. I I just got massively frustrated with it. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm not content with putting my daughter's future into a pathway that doesn't really have any opportunity. Um, and so I stepped way, way out of my comfort zone um, and actually walked into uh, an office that was in central Washington state, small town. And I had been running these errands, trying to improve this rental house uh, that we lived in and rented and the landlords were next door and they were insane. Uh, but I digress. So I was going to this store to get stuff to improve the house that we were living in. And I drove past this monument sign three times over three days. It was a financial services company. And they said, we're looking to bring people on. So I walked in on the third day passing this sign. I was wearing coveralls. I had uh, insulation sticking out of my hair. I was covered in gunk. And I walked in and said, so what is it you people do? And I got such a warm response from the uh, receptionist that I, I decided I'll go ahead and come to your meeting. And so I did. And I ended up becoming a financial advisor. Whoa. Yeah. Talk about following the fates. Uh, Was that that day in coveralls? Yeah. Did you, did you actually talk to the... You, you know, I, I didn't. Um, oh, okay. I don't think any manager was there. The, the, oh, okay. <laughs> the recruiting people were gone. It was a Friday, maybe. Um, but the when I ended up going crazy. to their meeting, uh, there was an ice storm that dumped literally over an inch of ice onto the road. So it's kind of sleet and then it froze. And I was the only guy that showed up. Wow. So it was just me and these two managers. And it was kind of like, I almost didn't go in because I thought, man, I'm going to be doomed if I show my head and I poke my head around the corner and they saw me. So oh, we got the meeting so, and they hired me. Yeah. I mean, that's that almost has the reminiscent tones of like a, the pursuit of happiness that yeah, uh, like it was very much for your family and you knew mm -hmm. you needed to do something different. And mm -hmm. uh, for me, I mean, no story gets more, more, powerful than that where you were coming from why you were doing what you were doing yeah. is uh is probably the most human thing uh yeah. one can do and I have, I have nothing but respect for that uh because there's a lot of the opposite in the world where parents just don't care and so it's yeah. really cool to see that that was your first commitment towards that based on a mm -hmm. commitment to your family mm -hmm. you know and knowing what you wanted for them mm -hmm. uh, i want to turn the floor over to another family man as well who i know has questions and insights about the story you just shared, uh, Jason, you, you've got to have something to say on that, man. I know. For oh, a fact. yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's always, you know, you take that story and you could almost like pick that up and throw it in a Hollywood blockbuster, right? <laughs> totally. Like a hundred percent, right? You know, the family man that's going yeah. back from the store, building his house and yeah. decides to stop in and Viola, right? It's like uh -huh. it's like the the perfect Hollywood story. Yeah, but life isn't Hollywood, right? So no, um, by any means. But uh, you know, I always love you know because growing up, I grew up entrepreneurial, and then I joined the military, uh -huh. and I was a young father, right? So very young father. I was seventeen, mm -hmm. my first daughter, and 
joined the military and it was rough, you know, trying to live off 700 bucks a month back then. Yeah. And, you know, so that, that dynamic is just always, how do you make yourself better all the time? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what broke me out into business. Like it did for you. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, I I can't keep doing this because this was like back in 95, 1995. Right. So I dated myself now, Um, like back in 1995. And it was like, what can I do besides this? Because Mm -hmm. this isn't enough, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when I started my entrepreneurial journey right there. So it's always a force of wanting more and wanting to be better, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's uh, interesting that we all have the same story. It's just a different way it's narrated. That's Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's something there's something like so so powerful about that as we've said uh the way things pan out and why people make the decisions that they make and then you actually took that and ran with it like i've i've heard of people like i, I myself remember hearing about primerica or you know uh or you yeah. name any other fun and i'm like 18 and they're trying to get me to sell to my family and this and that <laughs> but then there are actually people out there who are taking who are taking people's livelihoods into account and saying Okay, yeah. this is what you need to know to prepare yourself if that's what you say your goal is. And, yeah. and, and you took it to the maximum degree for this career, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting too, because part of the reason I, I wanted to do this, as I mentioned, I was frustrated with our financial limitations, Philip, but um, I was also very frustrated with what the future would be like. And so I thought, you know, I don't, I don't know that I trust anybody in this industry. So I guess I'll just become the person that I will trust. And then I will become the trustworthy person for the people that I know, and the people that I get to know, and the people that I care about. And um, I started my journey, Jason, not much longer after yours. I started in 98, uh, in the middle of 98. And so I was only 16 months into my career as an advisor, when we met the new millennium. And you remember that was when all the computers were supposed to die. Y two K, baby. Y two K. And yeah. you know, for some of us, Philip, it doesn't seem that long ago. <laughs> I'm not even sure if you were breathing yet, but I remember Y two K. Yeah, okay. I, I was. I was lucky enough to grow up with computers. I'll, I'll get okay. into that yeah. later. <laughs> but it, the first nanosecond of Y two K, I was actually promoted because things had worked out well enough for me. Uh, as an advisor, I was promoted into the my first level of management. Uh, so I literally started my management career in the first nanosecond of this millennium. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say the computer screwed up and promoted you on accident. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure some people thought it was an accident. In my office, I'm sure. Uh, what happened? Why him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I no. couldn't help it. I'm sorry. I couldn't it's, okay. it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and that's all. That says a lot. Just in general, the tone of the conversation, even before we hit record, was that. And again, goes to show the level of trust you have in who you are and and, and mm-hmm. what you stand for. And coming back to the narrative, you decided I'm going to be the person that people can trust. Like, yeah. just this industry. There's no way this industry can be around for as long as it has. 
without it actually generating revenue. Now, how it's managed and all of that is right. a different story. But right. you knew that you were yourself with your values and integrity and that you you can turn this into something that aligns with what it is you wanted for your family. Is this, is this where you were yeah. going with it? Yeah, exactly so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you get here and is, is it something that you're still involved with to this very day or did you decide to go and break off and do your own thing at some point? Another great question. Uh, <clears throat> so I was a district manager in central Washington for about three years. <clears throat> and then towards the end of 2003, um, I interviewed for the next level up, kind of as far as I wanted to go in management. Um, because after that, you were a home office person, which I had no interest in doing that. Uh, and so I actually became a, uh, at the time, what was called a division manager uh, in 2004. And that's what led to our move down to, to Boise, where we live now. And so I took over a division of, at that time, about 20, about 15 advisors who had been without really any meaningful leadership for a couple of years. Um, and when you think about those couple of years, those included a couple of years right after um, 9-11 in 2001. So it was a really kind of an interesting task to take on and people to work with because they had been, like I say, really without leadership during a very important time that they really should have had leadership. And so there was some uh, some work to do with that. And I did that uh, until uh, late 2012. And I stepped out of the role because essentially the role had almost killed me by that point, because now I was uh, in a higher leadership level and we were going through the Great Recession, and a counterpart of mine in eastern Idaho actually had a nervous breakdown because of the pressure. And so I was then given her division on top of mine, and um, we got through it, and we actually won some awards during that time. But it was just so demanding on me um, that my wife and I talked, and she said, yeah, I don't really want you to die downtown. So I pivoted into coaching and consulting with people in my industry, but from the outside coming in now, instead of being on the inside and just working within it. I love that. I mean, mental health has been a conversation that we've been having for quite a while now Mm -hmm. uh, in relation to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And you got to know when it's time. You have to have the self awareness to be able, or hopefully have someone around you, like your partner yeah. uh, did, to pull you out of it and say, "Hey, you're not looking so great. This isn't the person I know. You know, are you mm-hmm. doing okay?" And checking in, and then you being able to check in with yourself yeah. to make that hard decision because I saw. I know this is this was important to you because of how much it changed the direction of your life. Mm-hmm. The way it just pulls out of something that was that important to the development of their life. So right. I can only imagine how difficult that decision was. And yeah. yet you all you also ended up in a place where you probably wanted to be all along to begin with, where you are the trusted source that people can turn to. Now mm-hmm. both uh you you had done it facing for the consumer, but now you're also for the the teams. And now mm-hmm. you went from a division to pretty much anywhere anyone is doing that work. And that in itself is just awesome, right? And there, there's leadership qualities that led you here. Because only mm-hmm. a leader can do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to ask, what do you attribute 
the the leadership quality to that you've been able to pick up in your life? Like, where do you feel like you picked that up out of all the things you were doing? Oh, well, <clears throat> that's a great question. Um, I think a number of sources, um, going back to my family, even though they weren't entrepreneurial, uh, they had, they, they were very grounded. Um, they come from a place of service. Uh, and I think if you, if you really hope to be a good leader, you really have to come from that foundational place of service. You want to serve others. And so I'd, I'd been raised with that. So that wasn't a, um, difficult to tap into. Uh, but really more to your question, Philip, it had a lot to do with, I had some very good leaders. Uh, my district manager for the 16 months that I was in central Washington, he was just tremendous. He was very helpful to me. He was much younger than me. Uh, I think he was only like 25 uh, when he was my manager. And so I, I was like, I don't know, considerably older than him. And uh, but he was great. He was respectful, but he was a great leader. And then uh, his boss, who became my boss when I took his role, uh, he was exceptional. So I was just, I was very blessed to have some really great leaders to um, to learn from and who mentored me in my journey. Interesting. I, I feel like uh, Jason can probably speak to this. It's very much like leaders make leaders. You know, with with your yeah. background in, in yeah. the military, it's that whole thing, right? Of like the right leadership can can go on. It's like a candle lighting many candles, if you will. Nice metaphor. Yeah. yeah. No. No, it, it, no doubt. It's uh, you know seeing that whole rollout of like military leadership and you know it's its own dynamic mm -hmm. and it's either really good or it's really bad there never seems to be a middle right <laughs> most of the okay. time there's there's no like nobody's like yeah they're okay right it's either really good or you suck right it's yep. one of the two and you know and, and oftentimes in, in certain situations, we may contribute it to poor leadership, but it might not have had anything to do with the leadership, right? Mm -hmm. In in many cases, or or depending on how many layers of leadership um, there are, right? Because it yeah. you can't always look at like uh, the CEO of a company. You know, something went wrong in HR. Probably doesn't even know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the director of HR goes, don't tell the boss, don't tell the boss, we'll fix it, we'll fix it, right? Got to protect the boss, protect the boss, right? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, six months later, it's turned into a complete shit sandwich. Mm -hmm. And you had to be the guy to take the bite out of it, mm -hmm. right? And that's typically how it ends up going most of the mm -hmm. time. And it's really unfortunate that, that stuff like that happens. But but, you know, very rarely do you have any organization that's just not, there's, there's not one bad layer of leadership somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because a lot of times the wrong people pay the price for it. Right. And, and because of the shelter effect, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, it sucks when it happens, but... You know, I was always fortunate through my career. I had a few bad ones here and there, but 
but it was also a reason why I always said I'm not working for anybody anymore. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, I would rather, uh, I would rather suffer (laughs) for somebody else. Right. I mean, I don't suffer. I'm just saying if I had the option and somebody said, well, Hey, you're going to go work downtown today or you're going to suffer for the next year. Suffer. I'll suffer. <laughs> Every entrepreneur raised their hand. Hey, yeah. I'll take suffer. it. <laughs> I will take the suffer pill <laughs> all day long. But hey, you made it through that, right? And yeah. onwards and upwards. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, even though even though the career that that we're uh, exploring is yours and how it has a, a background in finance. I think I think the theme of of the conversation and and what is responsible for the success coming back to what we're talking about is this thing of leadership and. Leadership is the one thing you either get right or you don't, just like stand-up comedy, right? It's either working or it's not, as, as we've mm-hmm. addressed. And I think that's a very important thing to highlight for the listeners as mm-hmm. they're as they're exploring your journey and, and, and getting to know you is that important quality as as leaders of companies themselves, as they're listening. Like you gotta ask yourself, you gotta you have to get very candid feedback because you can prevent a lot of issues finding out exactly whether or not your leadership is being effective because if mm-hmm. you're open to it right you yeah. change the game right so now you're now coming back to the story so now you're consulting and uh and, and doing the best work you can for the type of leader that you are which is perfect it, it's I, I see the harmony finally take place yeah what are your goals now that you're in this role uh you have really good questions you know this is good <laughs> you're good at this uh, <laughs> You know, it sounds maybe far too grandiose, but I would really like to be the uh, irresistible force that improves the industry that I care about so much, um, which is what I call the trusted advisor industry. And so financial services, you know, I worked in the advisor side, so the investment wealth manager kind of a space and I work with those people now, uh, but I've also worked with agents, agency owners, some more on the insurance side of the aisle. Uh, I've worked with accountants, so the people that help other people make sure they're paying the right amount in taxes and that they are paying taxes if they need to, but not paying too much. And then I've also worked with attorneys. So you really have those four groups. They all start with A. They're all part of the trusted advisor space. And you kind of alluded to it, Philip. You did it so gently. And so graciously, it was really kind of you. But I know that my industry does have justifiably, in cases, a bad reputation. Because there are some people that are not coming from a place of service. And they really should be not doing this. They shouldn't be in that role. They should be doing something else. Uh, And that, too, is, I think, a failure of leadership. It's being too fixated on you know, right, right, right in front of you instead of the, the larger picture. And so I would really like to become an irresistible force that somehow just kind of shoves the industry as a whole into a, a brighter, lighter, more helpful, uh, true, honest, um, transparent, uh, and service-driven industry. So 
that's my um, one answer to your question. No, yeah, no, that's that's a great goal to have. That's actually a clear goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the be- the best goals are the ones that uh, seem to move as you move forward. They just seem to get bigger and and bigger. And so yeah. I, I think that I think that's a solid goal to have. And uh, those are because, you know, I'm not asking like, oh, where do you plan to park tomorrow? Like, you know, like, yeah, like, it, you know, it's pretty straightforward. We, we, we know we're all all of us in business are in the business of making money. We know that yeah. much. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. So a bigger vision is necessary for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely the case. And so there's really only a couple things left to address as we as we close in on time here. Mm-hmm. And the first one is uh, if you knowing what you know now. If you happen to be able to hitchhike a ride on that third drive when you were seeing that 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 monument uh, advertisement, and and you were able to pick yourself up, right? You're the younger you picks up picks you up and goes, oh man, do I know you from somewhere? You might, you know, you, you might. You turn around, you might, and, and you had a moment to be able to offer some advice to 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 the man who was driving, going, I should, you know, I should probably do that. Um, I'm going to do that today. What would you say to yourself? Oh, well, yeah, boy, if I could go back, step away from that monument sign when the younger me drives up and parks the car, wondering, (laughs) am I an idiot to even think about going into this place? These people are financial advisors. I'm like, I don't know, squat about sales. And I think they have to do that. I would have walked over and said, hey, I think it's a good call. Go in, trust the process, uh, focus on the process, resist the urge to focus on outcomes, because, man, that can get you tied up and not so fast uh, when you're thinking things are going to turn out a certain way and then they don't. Um, So just kind of relax on outcomes, fixate on process, and um, lean in and trust it'll work out. Sound advice, sound advice, because it's a framework and not yeah. a step by step. And that's yeah. that, that, those are the valuables yeah. right there. Frameworks. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, before I go to the grand finale question, I want to turn it over to Jason one more time, check in with him. Well, I will say this is most of the time, the majority of the time, most, most people would go back and give themselves some advice, mm-hmm. but out of everybody we've ever asked that question, nobody's ever said they'd change anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So it's like, here's a piece of advice to help you along the path, but don't change anything. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a key takeaway from all the episodes we've done, hundred and something, I don't know how many lots, right? Is most people don't say, well, I would go back and I would change all this stuff, right? No, it's usually, well, I'd go back and just kind of nudge myself to, to, to follow the process. Don't change anything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. Because if we can literally look back in the mirror and not have regrets about our mm-hmm. past, mm-hmm. then we don't have to be held up to something that could have been. Right. right. And then we can just focus on looking at the road ahead yeah. instead of looking at the rear view mirror behind. So anyway, very, that's my, hard. that's my thoughts. Very my hard to drive. It is. Yeah. <laughs> very hard to drive that way. <laughs> yes, it is. 
<laughs> no, uh, for, for me, the, the the tone of this conversation and, and what it offers people, uh, you know, is uh, it really doesn't matter what you do, how you do it is what matters, right? At the end of the day, uh, where you're coming from is super important. And uh, it, it's great to see that you were able to come up with those values. And I can see how that drove you to to stand as a leader for your family and say, well, what mm-hmm. am I going to do about this circumstance, right? Because yeah. I could sit here and complain or I could do something about it. And every step of the oh, way, yeah. you know, you were like, no, I, I won't accept this. So your, your level of tolerance for things other than what you knew needed to be things, mm-hmm. like where it needed to be, that is what seems to drive things. And it reminds me of uh, Think and Grow Rich. I, I remember I had mm-hmm. recently reread it after I originally read it when I was 14, didn't understand what I read. But I remember thinking, wow, right? Yeah, yeah, I see you grabbing it. Yep. I, uh, I have it in the other book stack back there. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Right when there. He, talks, he talks about the fear of poverty being the worst one of them yes. and uh, yes. and saying, you know, a lot of what we have in our life is because we tolerate it mm-hmm. and, and that level of tolerance, you know, you're tolerating poverty. Uh, I'm not saying that people aren't born into abject poverty and all this yes. and that, you know, and I don't think he was either. Yeah. It's context, right? Is what are you going to do about it? Right. Right. And can, and can you, do. can you lead yourself? Cause a good leader is only capable of leading others because they're also capable of getting themselves out of their own way. Yeah. Right. Uh, th- that's what makes good leadership is understanding that there's always some going to be some obstacle. The last thing we need is to become our own obstacle. Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> right here. so right here, there it is. Yeah. yeah. So with the, uh, with that said, uh, and all that context and everything, because it's just such a great conversation. If you could have invited anybody to this today, who would you have loved to have had here and why? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, I guess I would have uh, loved to have had my daughter here. Um, she's very happy working as an engineer. She's um, three years into it now. Uh, but she she has, I think, a, I think there's a little spark of entrepreneurialism in her. Uh, she was a published author at age 17. Um, helped a little bit with that. Um, but I, I know she really has aspirations of doing more with that part of her life. And uh, so some of the things we've talked about here, um, I would have loved to have had her here to hear it live. Uh, so I'll make sure she hears it recorded. <laughs> right on. Uh, and, and where can people connect with you? Like preferably if you had your choice, social media, website, email. Oh, uh, probably the easiest way to get in touch with me is just to go to my website. It's Accelerator Launchpad. So the word Accelerator Launchpad right after no hyphen dot com. Okay, good. And uh, with that said, I've said all my closing thoughts. We told people where to go, what you're working on. Uh, and yeah, Jason can roll us out. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for being here for sure. Well, thank we all- you. I mean, we all have the same amount of hours every week. You chose uh, 30 yeah. to spend here, which is uh, is meaningful, right? So cars, money, houses, all that other stuff, cat pedestals, we can replace all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I couldn't, couldn't help it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks for spending time with us today. And just know that uh, we appreciate you very much for that. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks very much. It's a great podcast. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. It was a pleasure. You bet. Yeah. Pleasure here too. Cheers. There. there Thanks, it guys. Is, man.
Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Llanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.